Welcome to the Cybersecurity and Cloud Podcast, the podcast where we learn from cybersecurity experts how to stay safe, private, and secure on the cloud and in code. CSCP is hosted by Francesco Cipollone, your cybersecurity friend with a passion for all things cyber and sharing stories of other professionals with you. This episode is sponsored by AppSec Phoenix, the next generation application security platform, enabling organizations to run application security programs in a smart way. Visit www.appsecphoenix.com to learn more. Hello and welcome. Today we had the pleasure and the honor, I have to say, to have Tanya Janka on the podcast. I've been working with Tanya for quite a long time and we started the Mentoring Monday. Uh, she started the Mentoring Monday and I picked up and I started this uh, Mentoring Monday podcast for the same exact reason. And we've been quite close together and I've been very thrilled to have her today on the podcast. So we're going to talk about all things about AppSec, about OWASP, about the community, about women in cyber and her adventure on cyber, starting from the first chapter, um, being mentored, the importance of being mentored, the importance of going to conference, and the importance to go and to be uh, sheltered and help other people uh, getting comfortable in the conference. But without further ado, I hope you really enjoy because I was really super passionate, so I apologize if I got emotional a couple of times, but this podcast really meant a lot for me. So I hope you really enjoy. It's been a great conversation with Tanya. Hello, hello, hello. Do we have Tanya on the call? Yes, we do. Hi, Tanya. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Do we have Zoe? Hello. How are you? Hi, Zoe, my fantastic co-host. How are you doing? (laughs) excited to be here excited to be here awesome end to a year of your podcast yes end of the year geez this year's flown and we've been discussing about this since forever and finally we made it happen (laughs) so i'm so excited so apologize if my voice is a little bit shaky because i'm just overjoyed so let me let me introduce we have tanya so tanya is a independent consultant has covered actually you 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 mentioned it tanya you mentioned what 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 you're up to so i was part of a startup called security sidekick but we recently decided very peacefully and nicely to part ways because we had different visions for the company and i know aaron is going to totally rock it without me and so basically i'm just doing consulting now and chilling out a bit which i'm pretty excited about um By chilling out, I mean, I'm writing a book about AppSec, and then I'm doing consulting about cloud security and DevSecOps and AppSec. And then I also um, help run, you know, the chapters of Women of Security, WOSEC, uh, around the world. And then also I just like volunteer and do all sorts of other things and stream and write blogs. Whoa, it's chilling. (laughs) So I'm totally chilling. (laughs) (laughs) That's your definition of chilling. We'd be dead. But I'm, yeah, (laughs) but basically uh, I'm a person that is really into making sure people can make secure software. And so that has been my career focus for many years now. And so I just basically do things that revolve around that. Yeah. Amazing. So how do we get more Tanya? (laughs) How do we get more of you and more you in this field? 
That um, would be the question. Well, certainly if people want to follow me on Twitter or LinkedIn, so I'm Tanya Janka on LinkedIn and I'm SheHacksPurple on Twitter because I'm a purple teamer. So I don't know if you could tell, but part of my hair is purple. It's hard. Mm. It's hard to tell because of the it's light. It's hard to tell on the camera. You know what? Actually, just a second because I didn't turn my lights on. I don't know if that helps at all. Yes. Anyway. You're getting purple by the day. <laughs> But the hair is not important, really. It's a brand. <laughs> Actually, it is important. Nice. It's your brand. <laughs> but they could follow me there. I have a blog on dev.to and on Medium. So whichever one you like to read, it's the same content. I have a YouTube channel, which is, you know, the YouTube address slash SheHacksPurple. Basically, if you just look up SheHacksPurple, you're going to find a lot of stuff. I'm speaking at a lot of conferences this year. I still haven't finalized all of them. Basically, I do a lot of free community things and because uh, I like it. it doesn't, uh, doing community stuff is really fun and I enjoy it. It doesn't make money, but no. it's kind of not important sometimes, if that makes sense. Like if you just do the thing that you love that makes you happy. Like, makes you feel better. Yeah. Just giving and, back to the community. <clears throat> exactly. And I run, I, run, I run the CSA chapter and contribute to all of us. All, all the all the conferences that go are self-founded, so it's it's giving back to the community as much as I can, and I and I love. And we're in such a tough field that if we don't support each other, if we don't stand next to each other and stand strong to defend upsec, we're gonna get swamped. So I, I really love that part of the family. Yes. Let me introduce Zoe. Zoe, do you want to give a round of introduction of yourself? Yes. So I'm Zoe Braderman. I'm an independent consultant still in various parts of security at this point. And because I love various areas, but AppSec and the AppSec community is of specific love trying to, you know, enable people to securely build nice software that can be useful for a lot of innovation and, you know, software for uh, social innovation as well, such as women recruiting recruiting women in tech is a recent thing. Also, uh, science and medical device security is a new thing. Just anything that enables people to develop securely and live securely and fulfilling, secure and fulfilling lives. Um, nice. And so I also sake, consult for Jessica, which is an amazing thing. Jessica Robinson, who's, you know, we a committee North America chair, PeerPoint, PeerPoint International. Amazing. So we're all in upsex. So is Tanya in the right forum? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So let's crack on with the first probably subject. So Zoe mentioned it a little bit on, on how to get more women in security and how to get how to start mentoring. So how do we create more amazing I mean you're replaceable, but how do we create more of you, a version of you? So that could be in mentoring, that could be how do we grow more security people. What's your take on, on growing security expertise inside and outside AppSec? So, or, or generally speaking, security? Yeah, I the way I got into security was sort of by accident. So uh, I was a software developer and I wanted to be a software developer forever, but then I met an ethical hacker and he said, I would make a great hacker. And I was like, I don't care. I'm. I want to build Dude. software. 
I'm like, it's, you know, software developers were like, we're the thing that everything else in IT revolves around. I make something out of nothing every day. Nothing could be better than that. I create life from software. <laughs> But then he like showed me all these cool things that you could do. And he just like kept coming and teaching me cool things. And then he was in a band and I was in a band. So I was a professional musician for most of my life. I only kind of stopped the past three years because I've been like traveling the world, speaking at conferences, but like my whole life I've just been performing. Right. And so he, he was like, you know, our band should play together. I'm like, obviously they should, and we became friends. And then he just for a year and a half hounded me to join security. <laughs> He's like, come on, man, come on. It'll be so cool. And then the harassment. I know. So I like started reading harassment. I know. And so I started like reading books and, and just, you know, going into it more and more. And then, um, and then he's like, okay, I want you to be my apprentice and I'm going to mentor you. And he gave me my first job. And then uh, he took a contract and he told them he'd only come if I could come too. And like, he just advocated for me in such a strong way. Um, and then eventually I got more mentors because it turns out you should have like, as you could more than one, you have more than one. Um, I have three right now for startups because I'm new to startups and what better way to learn about startups than to get three people who have started a ton of really successful companies. Right. And so basically they, um, the original mentor, eventually we grew apart and I got more mentors and more mentors and it kind of just moved from there. So for instance, Nicole Becker, she and I started the OAS dev slot project together and she did all these super cool things and I admired her. And then I got to meet her at a conference. And basically I was just like, I want to be your best friend. Um, <laughs> and she was totally tolerant of me. And then eventually, you know, she was like, you know, do you want to start this project with me? And I was like, you had me at hello. <laughs> Nicole is that awesome. <laughs> she's just so amazing she's just so brilliant and kind and there's yeah I'll just gush on and on so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stop but so then then her and I it's like oh well let she's like oh I did this and like let's look at that and then I'm like oh my gosh I built my own thing now and then you know then Nancy joined us and Francisca joined us and sometimes it's just about like building a thing together Momentum. doing a thing together yeah and having shared goals and it kind of trickles down like unlike trickle down economics which is which is most people don't think is real i do believe that you can have trickle down learning so like Francisca joined our project and she taught me a lot about WAF and then I taught her about pipelines. Do you know what I mean? And so you end up trading yeah, it's knowledge. Yeah, so the people that you mentor teach you too. Like it's not one way. Um, it becomes and, a hive mind. Yeah. A hive and knowledge. I really believe that the more people that you have in your network that you can reach out to, the better. So for instance, if when I was working with Aaron, we we're looking at these various DNS things because the tool did cool, cool, cool DNS stuff. And I was like, I don't know how to do this. And he's like, I don't know how to do this. And we did a million, you know, online searches. And I'm like, that's it. It's time Let's to ask my network. And so I put it on Twitter. And then all these brilliant humans that follow me are like, oh, do you see this specific? Thank you. Yes. 
This episode is brought to you by the generosity of AppSec Phoenix Limited. AppSec helps startups and enterprises solve complex software security problems by using smart data aggregation and complex machine learning software. Discover how AppSec Phoenix helps CISO and developers remove friction and maximize the use of DevSecOps professionals at www.appsecphoenix.com. AppSec Phoenix is the new and smart dev first way to manage your software vulnerability. Follow the tag, hashtag AppSecSmart. I did the same like a week ago on uh, maturity matrix for DevOps and uh, AppSec. And I mean, the thread kept had a life of its own. I think oh, yes. it was with, with 200 <laughs> answers strong. And everybody has this, their, their own opinion, but it's like if you collect the information, it's just a book by itself. And I'm going to start a blog on that, that bit because I want to keep back. Oh, yeah. And every person who, who answered in that blog <clears throat> or in that thread got to see all the other answers. And it was probably in, like educational. It helps each other out. Too. Exactly. No, it, it always amazed me on, on how those things work. And now they have a life of its own. It's like a, a, a simple, silly comment positive comment just have legs and just start walking and becomes his own word and and i love that because is is people giving back by almost not knowing that they're gonna give back by a single comment yeah and i feel like people that aren't participating in any sort of community things are really missing out like the first time i went to a conference i i'm sure that my mouth was open the whole four days i was just like me too. <laughs> like, <laughs> and and um, I went, so one of my friends started dating someone and uh, I went for dinner with them and she's like, yeah, he works in security and he didn't know who you were. And I was like, you know, she hacks purple. And he was like, I don't know. And he, he, so we all have dinner, right? He's like, oh yeah, I just kind of keep to myself and I don't really like do online stuff and I don't really, yeah. And like his career was really kind of going nowhere. And I was like, mm. I, but like, it's also scary. It's also scary to put, put yourself out. And yeah, if you're not prepared, I mean, you can get depressed or you can get scared yeah. or, I mean, you need to be, yeah. you need to, you need to be prepared to actually accept the word and accept being challenged on because otherwise can be scary. But you don't have to be a public figure to join InfoSec community. Like lots and lots of people, they just follow and like like things yeah. and retweet things and they almost never comment and they still like get something of, out of it. Yeah, like a lot of the people yeah. that will write me little messages. They only have like 40 or 20 followers or whatever and it's just their friends, right? But those people have careers and are doing lots of stuff and you know, they'll ask this comparing is comparing your career and what you're doing and having this figure that if you if you buy yourself, I think you in kind of this safe bubble that you need to be prepared to challenge and not everybody's prepared to, to challenge his yeah. own reality. And yeah, and that's fine. That's there is a speed for everybody. And I think what I found good in mentoring is that I push a lot of people to actually get out of the comfort zone. And yeah. if you're not naturally inclined to do that. You wouldn't. And I and I have that as my background because at a certain point in my career, I wasn't naturally inclined to do so. And I was out of the community for a little while. And I really, if I could dial back the clock, I would just say, you know what, I should have just gone out and did public speaking since I was five. <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually joined the public speaking round quite late. So I say that, that that's, if anything, that's one of my only regrets. I, I did too. Honestly, I only started public speaking in 2016. Yeah, same as it's like, but it's, it's it, once you're in the stage, when, once you get involved in the community in, in this kind of thing, you see how much have I missed out? Yes. Th that was my thing at the first conference. Like I missed out so much. Yeah. Yeah. And even like on like the local community level, just being able to have people that you could go have coffee with and like yeah. talk over a tech problem. Because I have all of these people in my life where if there's like this really serious tech problem, I can talk it over with them and brainstorm it with them. And I know that they would be happy to like give me half an hour of their day and that For I would coffee. do this. Yeah, that I would do the same for them because they're like exactly. a, a friend, right? And even when I was a software developer, I had a, like this network of people that I would call if I was really, really stuck. And I, so I'm in my 40s, right? And when I first started my career, like there wasn't Google. <laughs> there wasn't like that didn't really exist. Like you would go and you would search on Yahoo and you would just get pages of weird random mm. crap, right? And you had to have people that you could talk to. Yes. And um, Yahoo questions, they still exist. Yeah. It's true. It's, I got I got a lot of good answer from the community. And Twitter is just an amazing tool to actually reach out. The speed of Twitter is not the same speed of LinkedIn and other yes. community. I think and the behavior of those two communities are completely different. Yes, I find LinkedIn is very interesting. Like I'll put a post there and I'll get hundreds and hundreds of comments, but no one actually like clicks the link and goes and reads the yeah. article. But then well, I'll I find the same on Twitter. <laughs> but Twitter's the opposite. I'll have less comments on Twitter, but way, way more people will go read it. It's very I have the weird. opposite, actually. I have the opposite click click ratio on i have more click ratio on linkedin like massive and very little on twitter but i have more likes on twitter than on linkedin so it's, it's weird. crazy it, it, just, it just depends on the people that you have and the people that you connect i guess and yeah. time of year pretty much anything that would affect any sort of you know seo trends or anything yeah. yes definitely. fascinating a science in itself if you will yeah the behavior but moving back in upsec or, or dev or demo so how, how did you you started your first step from software developer what were the books that were or, or the teaching that were most influential the aha moment as a software developer into security so i was a team lead. So I was a software developer for 17 years. So I was like the tech lead for, so I was in the mm -hmm. super senior spot in the government for like a decade. And I was a bit frustrated with the current team that I was leading some of, so there was like a few that were rock stars, but there was a bunch where their knowledge was just way behind okay. industry. And I was a bit frustrated as a team lead. So what I started doing, I started this lunch and learn program and I started inviting friends that knew lots of stuff to come in and teach at lunch. And I would just give them gratitude and high fives. Um, and unbeknownst to me, people that charge a lot of money to teach were coming in and speaking for free just because they're my friend. <laughs> I had tons and tons of people come in. And then my first, the one that became my, my first mentor, he came in and he so he put up one of our apps and it was a login screen and he's like, okay, so I'm going to log in even though I don't have a username and password and it's only going to take a whole minute because I'm talking. 
And then he did an SQL injection and I'd never Life. seen it. And I'm like one of those people where I have to know everything about something. <sighs> like I'm one of those people where, you know, like, I don't know, I, I got into like learning about investing and for like a year and a half, I had to learn about like every single different way, like <laughs> how you can trade everything yourself on the stock market. Like I get obsessed with something and I need to know it inside and out. And so I was like, I must know. <laughs> Security. Um, yeah. And so then he introduced me to all of these other. So basically then very quickly, I met like every hacker in Ottawa where I was living. So there's only like 12 of them. Right. So <laughs> it was like pretty easy to meet them all. And then it was like, I was their cute little sister. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, show me this. Yay. How do you do <laughs> Cool. <laughs> And like they would come back like again and again. And then one of them was like, you should come to OWASP. I'm going to teach buffer overflows. And I was like, cool. I don't know what that means at all. But it's cool. Yeah. And then um, the leader of OWASP, Sharif Kusa, he instantaneously, it was like, click. We just immediately became buds and he became my next professional mentor. And he so he just started letting me organize things. I'm like, I've heard of these things called capture the flag contests and I'm really excited and I want to do one. And he's like, oh, okay, so let's do one. And do he's, one. yeah. And he's like, if you'll do the work, we can do it. A wasp is ours. It's our community. We can do anything we want with it. So if you'll do the work, I'm in. And so he had like this yes to everything type of attitude. And so we ran the first one and it was so exciting. I ran it every year for three or four years. And then I passed it off to this awesome woman named Jen Newton. And she builds custom systems each year. Like she's off the charts. Amazing. And Sharif was like, just like whatever I want. I'm like, I want to hold a debate. I want to do this. I want to. And he's like, let's do it. And <laughs> yeah. And then um, OWASP Wea invited me to come speak at AppSec USA at the leaders meeting because our chapter has more women than any other chapter in the world. Because I, so I went to the meetings and I'm like, Sharif, why am I always the only woman? Where are all the other women? It like, no offense, but it's just like really old white dudes. I don't like what's going on. I thought security should be everybody. And he, yeah. he's like, I don't know, Tanya. Like, I wish everybody was here too. And I was like, but I want more women to come. And he's like, okay, so I need you to handle this because I know that if I go up to a bunch of women and say, I wish there were more chicks in OWASP, that I will look creepy. I don't know how to express that without sounding weird. Uh, and that I fear is something that we address that we have, which is awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Dandy and Loredana <laughs> who are both here on the call. Yeah. You guys are awesome. So I just, I just went. With you guys. Oh, thank you. So I just went, I just went to every other meetup and was like, hi, I'm Tanya. And I run this meetup called OWASP and it's about security and we want to teach you and it's fun and we do contests and this and that. And I'm like, and I'm the only woman and it sucks. <laughs> and so I individually invited every single woman I met. And then before I knew it, we had lots of women showing up. And then I wanted to have women speakers. Mm -hmm. And Sharif's like, we have had our chapter like 10 years and every woman I've asked has said no. So I think you should present. And I'm like, oh no, 
No, no, no. Because I'd never done public speaking. He's like, you'd be great. You're on stage all the time. I'm like, yeah, with a guitar or a drum set, like wiggling and singing or something, not like saying smart stuff. (laughs) And I'm usually half drunk. No, this is... (laughs) And he's like, no, Tanya, like you should do it. And then all of like the men that help organize OWASP were so supportive. And they're like, you're going to be amazing. And so... They're like, they helped me like craft my first presentation and let me like spam them with my slides and like help me present. And I was so nervous. I literally, before the presentation, I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm definitely, I'm going to die. Yeah. And then this like, and it, yeah, never, and it never disappears. Definitely never disappears. No, I don't get stressed out at all now. Now I'm like, cool, let's do this. It's totally gone now. But this guy from my chapter came up to me. His name's Alex. He's so nice. And he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm really nervous. <laughs> and he said the sweetest thing. He's like, Tanya, everyone loves you. Like, we love you. You're our chapter leader. You're basically the mascot for our chapter. Every single person here knows your name. People give you hugs when you get here. You could get up on stage and you could just drool on yourself. And we would still clap and say it was good because <laughs> we, we care about you. And I was like, oh, he's like, it doesn't matter what you do up there. We'll love it. And he's like, you get up all the time and announce other people. You're always on stage. You, you're the first person we see. You shake everyone's hand. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. You're, you'll be great. And so I went up there and I was obviously really nervous. And then everyone clapped and it was great. And then it did, I didn't break die. the eyes. I did not die. <laughs> and so Sharif just kept, you know, like continuing to, you know, just support me and encourage me and be awesome. And we are inviting me down to speak at AppSec USA for the leaders meeting. Again, super nervous, but it, it worked well. I gave a five minute talk. I made everyone <laughs> laugh and I told them how I got so many more women. So then we had a woman speaker and then now they've had tons of women speakers. And it's yeah, like, now that they, when was it? When was it this thing? When, when, when did you start with uh, I wish getting Sharifa on the call? It was 2016. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting to see in, in just a few years how things have changed, drastically changed. Yeah. Now it's not, now, now we have male supporters. Uh, like I, I managed to get half of the, half of the speaker of <clears throat> the CSA panel as woman. And I got a lot of backslash for, for asking people to replace people. I mean, there is a whole drama. But right now we have male supporter and, and I think that that's how we win the war. Of oh, getting yeah. the balance. It's like it shouldn't be awkward or it's not it's not anymore a stigma to get to get invited in as a female speaker from a male or whatever. It's like professional. It's like you're a professional, I'm a professional, period. Yeah, there's but, so many male allies. So many. So but many. I think right now, right now the dialogue is changing. Is I think it's still challenging, but if it comes from women supporting women, I think it's it's a strength. It's a strong bond. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by the generosity of AppSec Phoenix Limited. 
AppSec helps startups and enterprises solve complex software security problems by using smart data aggregation and complex machine learning software. Discover how AppSec Phoenix helps CISO and developers remove friction and maximize the use of DevSecOps professionals at www.appsecphoenix.com. AppSec Phoenix is the new and smart dev-first way to manage your software vulnerability. Follow the tag, hashtag AppSecSmart.